0: This is Morgan Michael welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness. Together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact one small act at a time.
1: I'm on a journey to try and optimize my own learning in service of trying to increase the options and possibilities for everyone.
0: Kevin Kelly is a writer, speaker, and consultant who has made a significant impact on the world. He co-founded Wire Magazine in 1984, which quickly became one of the most influential publications in technology journalism. As an author, he has explored the intersection of technology and society in influential books such as Out of Control and the inevitable. Kelly is also a sought-after speaker and advisor to technology companies advocating for a more equitable and sustainable world. Kelly's latest book, Excellent Advice for Living, offers practical and philosophical guidance for living a fulfilling life. Through a collection of essays, he encourages readers to embrace uncertainty, pursue their passions, cultivate meaningful relationships, and continuously seek out new knowledge and experiences. Kelly's extensive experience in the intersection of technology and society makes this advice valuable for navigating this rapidly changing world. Overall, Excellent Advice for Living is a thought-provoking and inspiring book that offers the most valuable guidance for anyone looking to fulfill a life. Now, in this episode, we discuss AI, artificial intelligence, especially within the context of the advent of chat GPT, which is a tool that has people deciding to do one of two things, either accepting it with a certain element of surrender in their heart, or completely renouncing the technology, deciding that it is not for them. So we have many school districts across North America and the world who have banned chat GPT. And so we discuss what are some of the implications of banning? What are some of the implications of embracing AI in our lives? What is important about embracing it and how does it prepare us for the future we specifically talk about the fact that if we don't embrace it to a certain extent that we don't get to steer the ship we don't get to decide some of the elements around what are the characteristics of ai that we want to invite into our lives What are some of the international rules that are going to come up? Is it open? Is it closed? It just provides us a certain amount of choice when we embrace and know the technology. When we choose to run away from it or when we choose to be fearful, we don't get that same element of control or choice, which can be really problematic. He also goes on to talk about the implications of AI within the context of relationship. And he gives us advice for how to be a hero. Finally, he talks about the one meta skill that every high school student needs to leave school with in order to be successful in life. This is an absolute must listen podcast episode and I cannot wait for you to hear it. If you want to find out more about Kevin Kelly, search his name Kevin Kelly or kk.org for more information about his books and all of the incredible inspiring work that he's doing. Kevin Kelly, I just want to welcome you to Kindsight 101. I am absolutely delighted and honored and humbled to have you on my show today to discuss all sorts of different topics, but especially around your new book and around AI today. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your own generosity and sharing your time with me. And I really am also honored to be part of your sphere and um, talking to your followers and fans.
0: What is success to you?
1: Success for me is I'm on a journey to try and optimize my own learning in service of trying to increase the options and possibilities for everyone. Mm. So, so, so I, that's what I see technology bringing. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what it's doing is it's Increasing the choices and possibilities we have, which means that it wants to get new ones without limiting too many of the old ones. Right. Okay. So, right. so, like right now, one of the new possibilities is there's much more power for an individual to make a living doing something creative than right. before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 but, but still, the option of banding together into a company and having large companies—that's also increasing too. And everything in between. So we have more choices. And to me, that's what I'm uh, trying to do. And that's why I'm embracing technology because I think in the end, it gives us more choices and that what I may hope is that every person born and yet unborn would have the tools that would enable them to unleash their genius to share because I think everybody has a slightly different mix and we need the technologies to help us unleash those. Individually, You know, I think I needed to have Writing and the screen and photography cameras to, for me to be the best. Me, mm-hmm. Beethoven needed a symphony and a piano, and it was so good that he was born after those were invented. Because imagine mm-hmm. if he was invented, born before them, what a right. disaster that would have been. So, mm-hmm. there's a Shakespeare somewhere in the world, and we're and she's waiting for us to invent the tools that she would need for her genius. And so I want to be part of this process. And so I am trying to maximize, optimize my own learning Mm. so that we can increase the options and opportunities for everybody else to... Mm to have their genius unleashed. So that's what I'm trying to optimize.
0: I like that. Well, that brings us really beautifully, I think onto this topic of technology and AI, which I really wanted to talk to you about. I've uh, I've thought about it a lot, I think within the context of the advent of the chat GPT. And for context of my own ability, I think I went from an absolute tech laggard in, you know, my own high school, elementary school, all of that, to mm. an embracer, early adopter, not, you know, within the context yeah, of my yeah, social right. circle and learning things and just sort of wanting to have an open mind around what's possible. And I think I started with with that chat GPT specifically, but there's so much AI in terms of video editing, like it's just everywhere and it's exploding as we would imagine and expect for it to do. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm a little bit more open to it. And I wonder as an educator about the two different ways of looking at it. I think there are in, there are districts, school districts, like the New York school district has completely denounced it as a, as a positive. They've banned chat GPT. They've made it. They've they're going into it, kicking and screaming. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my sense with you is, is sort of a surrendering to this is what is and how can we bring the gifts How can we bring the positives out of it to to make humanity better and instead of being grounded in fear? But I I really want to hear what you have to say about about that, maybe even specifically with education.
1: You mentioned earlier about imagination. So so one of the things I say in in the book is that the the anecdote to fear is not like bravery. It's actually imagination. So for for me, when I see people are afraid of things, it's that they're incapable of imagining a a version of this that works they can't imagine it as an opportunity they can only imagine it as a problem and so for me that's that's my focus is uh, i see ai stuff and i say oh i see opportunity this is like an amazingly thing uh, that we can do with it we can there's lots of problems and there are problems aren't going to go away and some of the new problems are more powerful and more problematic than before we have some new choices some new tools and we want to, you know, we don't want to minimize the problems, but I, I want to focus on the opportunities that these um, bring. Use them to try and solve the problems that they also bring. The question that I think is we should be asking is, what are the opportunities does this uh, bring? Mm-hmm. And and the thing that you you are doing is the essential thing, which is that um, these are, are inevitable, but the character of them are not. So it's inevitable we'll mm-hmm. have AI, but the character of the AI, who owns it. How is it run? How is it regulated? Um, Is it open or closed? Is it um, international or nationalized? All these things matter tremendously and we have choices, but we only have choices by using them. Mm. If we try to prohibit them or turn them away or turn them off, you don't get to steer. So you only steer these things by using them. So that's why you're embracing them is really good because you're going to get to steer this. Right. The people who are not using it don't get to steer.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So, so so you can embrace them and you and and buy and the thing about AIs and stuff is that we aren't going to figure out what they're good for by thinking about them. We've mm-hmm. already thought about them for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. We can only figure out what they're really kind of good for in the particulars is by using them every day. And that's by using them, we can say, Oh, I can see that this is good for this. And it's not. is causing harm here. I'm going to steer away from that by use. If we just think about it, we just we we're not going to have any kind of the right ideas, and nothing's going to be true about it. Mm-hmm. And much easier to think about all the bad things than it is to think about the good things. Going back to this imagination, right? It's very hard to imagine the good things. So the good things have to be witnessed by mm-hmm. use, right? By revealed by use. And so um, by using them, now you are putting yourself in the position of being able to steer this to the right character. It's going Mm. to come, but if you don't, if you prohibit it, you're not going to get to steer the character of it. So, so yeah. So embrace it, try it out. If one doesn't work, there's another one down the street. That's going to be a little different. They all have different personalities they're mm-hmm. not push button you have to interact with them mm-hmm. they're partners you their ai whispers people who are much better at this than others because they put in their ten thousand hours already right. right and so um like anything it's a skill mm-hmm. communicating with them they're they're aliens or artificial aliens so you have to kind of speak their language sometimes you have to kind of understand how they think and um the way I think of them right now, this first generation of the DALI's and the mid-journeys and the chat GPTs and mm-hmm. there, these are universal interns. Mm. These are the interns. Everybody now has available, just like we had like the uh, uh, we had a guide with the GPS mm-hmm, a navigator. Everybody mm-hmm. now has a navigator, they have a navigator telling them how to go. That's really wonderful. Now we're all kind of the interns.
0: Right. And okay.
1: Interns are going to work with us. They're going to do uh, preliminary summaries. They're going to do some basic research. They're going to answer the question. They put things in order. to Give us the bullet points. They're going to review things for grammar. They'll do all these kinds of things. Write some scripts for us. But you have to check their work, right? And you and you don't want to release. It's embarrassing to release what the intern has given you. You've got to, You've got to get to work on it some more, right? Okay, because it's very very bland and mediocre. The stuff that the the AI has produced really solid mediocre stuff <laughs> okay yeah and it's embarrassing if you're saying okay that's the best i can do so these are interns and they're available to anybody now for whatever kind of work you want to do um but you know don't don't embarrass yourself and release what the intern produces you got to work with it
0: i love that i think that's really good And, and then it's like your own humanity, your own voice gets to be placed on it. I have used it ironically, and I didn't use actually any questions, but I just wanted to play with it. I, I put in chat GPT. I said, give me a summary of Kevin Kelly's work, generate a bunch of podcast questions, none of which I have to say I've used, but it was interesting because, um, it was very like meta, right? It was kind of just, just thinking how it can be used. And I think about it within the context of like high school, for example, that educators can use it as a tremendous tool for discussion and to go, what have they missed or what's being missed here? Or what's interesting that I didn't think about before as a perspective and then jump off and create it as your own. Or I just think there are so many possibilities and that's what I've seen. What, what you sort of mentioned some of the things. So you, you see it as an intern. What do you see for the future? Do you see, how this progresses. Like I think even if we extend beyond task processing and we go into the realm of romantic relationships, there's been discussion about that where people feel sort of like maybe they could turn to AI for, for fulfilling yes. certain elements of their needs or or whatever, like right. where where do you see that going? What are the, maybe the exciting yeah, no. elements or the limitations?
1: Yeah. So, so, so just, I mean, part of, the thing about these AI chatbots and the neural nets and the la- large language models is, and machine learning is that um, they're nowhere near what we want for AI. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, and, and what they're showing us is that actually a lot of the things that we thought were very complicated are actually very mechanical. So right. playing chess turned out to be a pretty mechanical thing. Um, driving a car turns out to be more mechanical than mm-hmm. we thought. Um, painting a painting. Turned out to be a lot more mechanical. Creativity mm. is something actually that's more mechanical than we thought. It's not like a supernatural power. It's actually something that we can teach machines to do. Right. Writing, stringing some things into to uh, sequence is something we is not as sophisticated as we thought. And that's sort of what we're learning. Right. And so um, here's the here's the the thing that we're going to shock us is that we always imagined that somehow you needed to be conscious and aware and intelligent to be very emotional. But Mm. no, emotions are very elemental, like animals have emotions. And so we're gonna be programming in emotional capabilities into these as a next step. And we're gonna be shocked because people will have emotional bonds with these things. And they will reflect back some of those emotional bonds. And they would definitely have people fall in love with their pets. Of course, you're yeah. going to fall in love with AIs.
0: Right. right? I mean, yeah. it's
1: like, it doesn't take very much to prompt us in that direction. So, 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 yes, we would definitely have relationships with these because we already have relationships with cats. Right? <laughs> So of course, we're going to have relationships with these things because we can engineer them. Because because doing the emotional thing is not a higher level thing; it's actually a fairly elemental, primitive level thing. So, so is that
0: negative, or or do you even attribute any any judgment to it? Like, I I look at it and I go,
1: well, "Oh my gosh," there's judge- an
0: element of like, well, fear, you know, know, with that.
1: You judge people who love their cats.
0: No. No.
1: You should, right? I guess by that metric. They may not have other, a lot of other human friends, but they have cats. Mm. Are you, did you find that disturbing? Or should we find that disturbing? And I don't want to put you in the spot. I mean,
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if if that was the only relationship, maybe that's it. It's like, I think with anything, right. the dysfunction lies in, can you function in the outside world without it? Maybe, right, right, I don't know. Right. Maybe that's a stretch. I'm just kind of right. thinking about that on my toes right so, now. But if so, all you had was cat friends, that would be a problem, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so so what I'm always interested in, again, is, is choices and options. And so right. what I would say is in addition to having... choice of having human friends and you can have animal friends Mm -hmm. we also now have another option to have Hmm. ai friends so if all if only your friends were ai friends yes we might say what's going on here Mm. your only friends were cat friends we would say what's going on but i think that having the option of it excuse me is 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 a wonderful addition to it because Maybe a healthy person would say, yeah, I have a lot of friends and I have some pets and I've got some AIs Mm. that I have great interactions with and Mm -hmm. conversations. And that's just another, it's another suite in the tools. And so the question will be what, you know, how is a cat relationship different than a human relationship? Well, like we know about dogs, dogs have unconditional love back. Right. I go to my dog because I'm going to get unconditional love. So, there may be other kinds of things that we get from AI emotion that are unique in that way. Maybe it's sort of like unconditional understanding, or maybe it's sort of like non judgmental um, conversation. <clears throat> maybe say, can like, I have a conversation with him about anything that are not judgmental? Mm hmm. And it's very, very liberating. It's like mm. therapy. Yeah. So okay. That's... That
0: ma- You know what? That makes sense. I haven't thought about it that way. And it makes sense. And it's less scary, maybe. If we look right. at it that way, it's less so limited.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm cognizant of time. I just want to, uh, just before I sign off, I just want to say, uh, is there anything else? I mean, you have, you're an absolute, I don't. it's been a delight talking to you. So fun and really deep. And I love it. Is there anything you want to add, maybe specifically within the realm of education, any messages you have to sort of leave people with before we sign off?
1: Yeah, I always tell people, if you want to be a hero, thank your kindergarten teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Excuse me. Um, So um, education. Well, yeah, a couple of things I would say about this. One of them is sort of pretty broad and high leveled, and maybe not what you're looking for. But but here here's what I would say is I think there's really only one meta skill that g- when you graduate from high school that you should have mm. that we should focus on, and that is um, the ability to learn how to learn. Okay, so what I think every graduate from the school system should be graduating with is knowing very explicitly in details, the best ways that they learn different kinds of things. Mm. I, even though I'm 71 and a half, don't even know that about myself. I still Mm. don't know exactly the best way for me to learn a language, the best way for me to learn math Mm-hmm. How often do I have to have things repeated? How often do I have to have rest between the repetitions? How much does it have to be audible versus written down? I, I don't know those things, but mm-hmm. that's what we should be graduating with is the knowledge of how we can optimize our own learning, what what what, what the practices are, what the what the skills are, what we how we need, because that's what we're gonna be doing for the rest of our lives is learning new things. A mm-hmm. lot of the digital natives young people that kind of rub their hands and say, oh, I'm a digital native. I don't have to learn this. No. <laughs> you're going to be a digital native for five years. Mm-hmm. And then all this AI stuff is coming on and you're going to have to learn everything just like we have to learn it. You're going to be in the same newbie boat that we're in. <laughs> don't get
0: world. so smug. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. Yeah. You know, it's like, so um, yeah, we're going to be newbies for the rest of our life, perpetual newbies and having to learn things. And so that ability to know how you yourself learn best, what kinds of things, what, what practices do you have to do to keep learning the rest of your life? And that's, it's not learning the knowledge because you can look it up or ask the key, chat about it. But that learning thing is the skill that we want to be teaching. And um, I looked around to find a curriculum on how to learn about learning and there's zero mm. anywhere in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more and I think you can't learn that by yourself. I have to have, you have to have teachers and a system and others to help you see who you are and how you learn and to test you and to practice and so that's what I would like to see happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Kevin Kelly, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. And honestly, it's been inspiring. And I think I'm going to be buzzing for the next month just thinking about everything. So thank you. Thank you for your beautiful new book. Excellent advice for living wisdom. I wish I'd known earlier. There it is. And it's a beautiful book and, and easily digestible, but deep. So I, I just I see this for, for educators putting a quote up every day to sort of reflect and prompt discussion I think at staff meetings I think in your family at dinner tables I just think it's a beautiful beautiful book and I appreciate it so much so thank you
1: you're very welcome thank you for your interest and great questions thank you
0: thank you thank you and I'll let you know everything about the details of production and everything I can send it via email thank you for your time I hope we get to connect sometime in person
1: yes been lovely thank you
0: thank you Hey, and one more thing, if you're feeling stuck, frustrated, or feeling a little burnt out, or like you just can't quite reach your expansive goals, I want you to check out my new book, From Burnt Out to Fired Up, Reigniting Your Passion for Teaching, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and just about anywhere you get your books. It's actionable, it's research-based, and it will transform your life and practice. Through my 5Rs framework, you'll learn to reflect, reframe, refocus your goals reconnect with those around you and reveal the truest expression of who you are as an educator and as an individual just search morgan michael from burnt out to fired up that's morgan michael m-o-r-g-a-n-e from burnt out to fired up to reserve your very own copy today you can do the book at your own pace or snag a bunch of copies for a staff room book club The practices are meant to be shared. And if you're looking for inspiring lessons or daily inspirations for yourself, search Small Act Big Impact in Google for my website and for my Instagram pages. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21 Day Kindness Challenge and Movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating a kinder classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.